You passed your luck check. It's the No Class Podcast. With your festive elf hosts, Eddie and Matt. Are you feeling the Christmas spirit, Matt? Well, we've been chuckling for the last 15 minutes. We're the jolliest cup of assholes this side of the nut house. Anyway, you'll get the reference later. No, it's a National Lampoon Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. He's a oh, jolliest bunch bam, of Bam, I'm on yeah. there right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, how was I your... couldn't be any more surprised if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewed to the carpet. There you go. Same deal, same deal. Um, so it's been a Does couple weeks. Does your cat eat jello? <laughs> I'll give you all the lines, buddy. <laughs> there you go. But okay, who has the best lines in that? Clark or Cousin Eddie? I gotta say, I'll go with Clark. Yeah, because he's, of that he's got rant some... that he lets out. Oh yeah, and that's that's what. Do you know that they say he had the notes uh, on people's yeah. chests? So he's looking at them because they're shooting it from behind the family, and he had like placards or something they're wearing to give him tips to keep him on the on the rant, rant which I thought was a little interesting anecdote from that. We movie. needed a coffin. Yeah. See, oh yeah, those are, that's that's my that's yeah. my groove right so there. Is that your Christmas movie? Probably it's that and Christmas Story, of yeah. course. Because it's like if most people like they have their Christmas movie, and Christmas Story is mine. But that one is definitely on the um, on the Voodoo. Yeah, saved. You know, I was like, thanks, Gary, as I bought it on Voodoo. I have Gary's Voodoo. Well, I think they were doing the uh, five dollar favorites at regal or something mm-hmm. oh and that was one of them and i never show it have a time listed so maybe i should look again but they had like elf and the new uh, grinch the relatively new with jim carrey and oh, yeah, yeah. some of those sort of things yeah we say like new me. but like that's probably 10 years old by now isn't that hard but when i talk about the grinch yeah i'm talking about what the 60s or 70s it, cartoon i, th- animated I think it one? was 1966 when the original cartoon came out so yeah when I was just a twinkle in somebody's eye, but not for long. Before E.F. Hutton was speaking. That's right. That made me think about, I work with a lot of 20-somethings, and one day after a hard day there, and I'm the charge nurse, and I looked at everybody at the end and said, well, as we're finishing up, I said, it's Miller time. And they're just, just blank stares. Wow. Has that blank faded stare. out so much? Yeah, blank stares. I think if I'd had, I have a couple, like I have a 30 and a 40-year-old, they probably would have been like, oh, yeah. But no, the 20-somethings were like blank stares. When it's time to relax, one beer stands clear. Do 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 do. You you know, you remember. Yeah. So anyway, because we were I, we were playing some board game the other day, I think, and there was a Miller. Uh huh. And it's like it's Miller time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, but I would think somewhat for. But then again, here's another reference, out of date reference for you: is Ghostbusters. He's like, it's Miller time in Ghostbusters. So in a way, you would think that that one would keep it going. Keep it alive. How many of these 20-year-olds have even seen the Ghostbusters? Well, if they did, they'd go, oh, yeah, that reference from Ghostbusters. But would they know what that's a reference to? That reference back to you. Who knows? But that that commercial was ubiquitous in its day, you know. So, but, yeah. Get your shit together, young people. (laughs) That's an actual laugh. Yeah. That's not a soundboard. That was a real one. Um, so it's been a couple of weeks so, uh, or more, three weeks. So what have you been up to? What's been going on? Yeah, but it has been three weeks for the listeners. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there was a little <clears throat> editing time, which, you know. It all ended up working out. Yeah, and then right. today is the wrong day. 
True. It shouldn't even come out today, so we'll see. We'll We'll see see. what we see. We'll see what happens. It's been a little bit. Yeah, yep, yep. We went to see Conan the Barbarian, the 40th anniversary, in theater. It was neat seeing it on the big screen because I was too young to see it on the big screen last 40 years ago. So it was neat to see it in, you know, up on the screen, 4D with stereophonic sound. I don't think it was. Really? I thought it was supposed to have been 4D'd up or whatever. I think so because there was some other movie that came out maybe a year ago that we mm. were like, Oh, we should go see that. Uh-huh. But they were talking about, it was being streamed to the theater. Was it like the, 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 what the, the absolute soul crushing monsters of heavy metal or something thing where it was going to be four bands and it was going to be streamed in via satellite or something. I think it was an actual movie. Oh, okay. But it was like, no, they didn't actually send them the 4k like a disc reel. or a reel or anything like that. Yeah, I guess they were just disc now. broadcasting it over the internet to them. And it's like, that's lame. Because yeah. I didn't think the picture quality for Conan was that great. It was nice to see it on the big screen. Yeah. But just like, and I'm not the picture quality guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't think it was that great. No, that's why even I was like, that's why I'm kind of asking, like, wouldn't it supposed to be 40? Because even I was questioning, like, well, this looks pretty good. And I mean, there was, on the actual screen itself, there was some sort of divot that they need to fix because that kind of annoyed me. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw that, that too. Yeah. yeah. But that's not the movie's fault. That's the theater. But there was yep. this one little divot and stuff like that will kind of bring me out of the immersion. But no. Um, it's it kind of like having that hair on your screen. It's mm-hmm. about what it was when you're like. Yeah. It's a little distracting. Yeah. But uh, it was great to see it on the big screen. Yep. And stereophonic sound, it's cool to go with your pals. You know, we had you and me and Jen, Heather, Cody, Kirby, Gary was there. Centralized so. your computers. Exactly. 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 The other day I got to see Cody at the computer centralization station. He, the, it's, what an age we live in. He's actually at the headquarters leading from the front. He was standing astride his desk atop it and gesturing wildly going, centralize that, centralize that. And he was just, and his, his, his team was rapidly centralizing, you know, everything. I think what you probably saw was a hologram. You're probably right. You're probably right. Because why would Cody come into the place that he works? That's crazy talk, I know. But anyway. These are the things you can do when you're the boss. But, you know. That's what we're doing with the next long con. We're not even going to show up. Yeah, we're just going to be be a hologram. We're going to be waving and smiling, you know. We'll be on the beach in the Bahamas somewhere, you know. But um, so I'm Cody brought up the last podcast, and I thought, oh, how heartwarming. He's still listening. And then I go, how you like the story about the ribs? And he's like, huh? And I'm like, so I had to tell the story again, and he laughed uproarious. I'm like, yeah, you'd have had that laugh if you'd paid attention. You know? So I had a guy that works with me in the military contact me the other day, ah. and he's coming up on his retirement now. Oh, wow. So he's started to get back into the RPG world, and he's like, what are you up to? And I said, well, I do a podcast now, too. So he was like, sent me a message the other day, and he's like, please don't needle my wife. And I was like, what? <laughs> You brought that up in a podcast one time. That was off of our very first original podcast. Oh, wow. Because you had said something like, I was needling his wife the other day. And I'm like, don't needle my wife. Yeah, yeah. Keep your needle So away. it's hilarious. He, he made a, a reference quote from our podcast and you were like, huh? <laughs> yeah. But that but happens. That's, that's been the weird thing three, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny when, when we I was re-listening to them because we were doing a callback on our Twitch or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. the Forgetman Games channel. And it was funny to go back and listen to him and go, oh, crap, I forgot about that. Yeah, so it was kind of neat. Like, I was hoping to do one with our buddy um, James Ward, where we talked about the Satanic Panic, have him on there for that and kind of retouch the whole Satanic Panic thing. Because I still think there are some of these people coming into the hobby that really don't appreciate or understand what we went through in the early days of the hobby. 
But anyway. Um, otherwise it's funny. I've been on this seven on six off schedule. So originally I was going to kind of maybe mention like, Oh, what a week I had at work. But now I've been off the last <laughs> six days. I go back to work tomorrow and man, I'm just like, I'm almost ready to go back to work. I'm like, okay, this is crazy being off this much. I don't know. I had a boss years ago. He said, I'll never let you have more than four days off in a row. I said, why? He said, you wouldn't come back. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah, anyway. So anyway, the guy that's getting back into RPGs, oh, by the way, sorry, sorry. Hey Q, how you doing? He asked me, and I'll I gave him my answer, of course. But I'll ask you yours. Okay. If you were trying to get into D and D with the family, what product would you recommend? Well, if you're going to do Fifth Edition, they've that's, got see that's what I was waiting they, for. They've got that starter box, which is handy for that. But you know what? Uh, the thing that our buddy uh, David Don, who just got back in stock, the OSE, OSE. That wouldn't be a bad choice. And even then, our good buddy Bill Barsh, he's got his, you know, BX retro clone. It's it's great. And he has like the necromancer class in it, which is kind of cool. And that one, I would I would start with something you can ease them in, you know. And again, I, I tell you what, I think you'd probably agree with this. The one of these black hack derivatives. Mm-hmm. Because again, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that one's great. It's basically, I mean, it's, how easy is that? Roll under your stat. Well, now, what do I need to do five minutes later? No, come on now. You're going to remember. Oh, I'm rolling under stat. Okay, it's pretty pretty straightforward. Almost everything, and it's pretty intuitive. Like, I, I want to lift that gate. Well, can you guess what stat you're going to roll under? Uh, uh, charisma? You know, I mean, it's, so I think that wouldn't be a bad suggestion. He's really charming. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he charmed that gate up. Well, hello, bars. Hello, Mrs. Gate. Um, but I said the starter set. Yeah. See, I was just waiting for you to poop minds. on 5th edition, though. No, no, no. And here's the thing yeah, about yeah. it is I don't want to see anybody giving any more money to Wasi. So, like, but I think used to you could download, used to could download that first basic rules just as mm. a free download, which is my favorite price. You're not giving me money. So, I don't know if you still can. I wouldn't put it past me if you probably can't now. But, yeah, um, you know, like I said, I hate seeing anybody, like I said, give money right now to Watsy Hasbro, but uh, I got to say, the initial starter thing is a, is a good, uh, what do you call the term? Just first intro. Yeah, first intro, getting your, your feet wet, you know. But there's honestly, getting people into the game that are absolutely new to gaming, they probably still are. And I'm, I'm, this is not shitting on 5th edition or Watsy. There are products that would still be an easier, because you look at Heather, she's learned... Um, Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds. And, and, and it's funny. And now, but going to the con was great. She got to try 5th edition. She got to try DCC and some and of its which derivatives. Which one does she like better now? And at one point, she was just like, I think I might like that DCC because it's pretty easy. You know, it's pretty straightforward, you know. And then she was like, 5th edition, she had fun because she got to play with the Hudsons and they're a lot of fun. And there's a good Game Masters, I remember, which I think was either Doug or Nicole, which I love those guys. And... um shout out on the podcast but, but when she came back full circle at one point she was like you know i don't know i really think i like the, the savage worlds it's i mean it's pretty straightforward as well your strength is a d8 you're rolling a d8 you know i mean you want to beat a four again pretty you know once you so really she didn't have anything bad to say about any of those systems in which is kind of a nice thing and being new to gaming you know it wasn't really hard for her to grasp any of them you know, so I mean, I'm not going to say there's no wrong answers. It's not like you want to go. What's one of the old games that it was like hurt your brain, like Iron Crown Enterprises, Rollmaster or something like good God. No, that would not be an, a good introduction to gaming. But 
Osric again. You know, mm-hmm. we we talk, basically King Osric. Yeah, have him listen to what the podcast two or three back where we talked about all these different games and kind well, of. He's going to listen to all of them. Yeah, but I mean, if he goes chronologically, it's going to be a while before he gets. To yeah, that I would one. not. When he referenced the very first one, I was like, oh man, we're not the ones to start at the very beginning. Yeah, about ten in seven, probably start around seven or something. I, we were hitting our seven stride. is the Satanic Panic. Seven, I think, was the Satanic Panic. And so that's the first one that I'm like, yeah, okay. We were proud of that one. Like we were hitting our stride. We were starting to find our our. Uh, our rhythm or whatever. So we talked about going back and doing, redoing like a, a podcast zero or something. The new number one, which that's what the Twitch show really is. Yeah. If I had the rights to that, I have no idea how that works. Yeah. Speaking of that, speaking of carnage in the casino updates, Mm -hmm. that's going to be included in a uh, humble bundle coming from Goodman games pretty soon. That's awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. So, for the two of you that may not have gotten it yet, now it'll be included in a package of other goodness and so you can get all of it. Now, is that going to be a physical or a digital? Digital. So you've got a good digital print-on-demand version of? The- good enough. All right. <laughs> okay. Good deal. Good deal. Good Apparently. Yeah, he said, send me the PDF. So. I sent him the PDF. It's the same one that the people that did the uh, Kickstarter got. Okay. And for Durthin, good enough. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Good enough. Good enough. All right, so look, be on the lookout for that. I'll let you know, and hopefully that'll put some more sweet, sweet loot in my pocket. There you and of go. course, we're working on uh, Monster Crawl. Yeah, yeah, and we can talk about that our little playthrough mm-hmm. in a few. Yeah. But mm-hmm. first, first, we get to our pop culture. Unless you got something else you want to talk about? No, nope. and I, this is I think is the first that we're just skating right past Long Con. We're still under contract. It's all. Looking good, so now we haven't skated past it. It's yep, there's biscuits and gravy. What's a gravy train with biscuit wheels? Well, actually, the next episode hopefully will be the best, oh. and it'll be the best of the year and all that. So, we're still looking for more topics to try and flesh this out. That's why you're getting this little short podcast. Yeah, in yeah, between. yeah. Give us some input, folks. Which, thank you, uh, Lou, you did give us some input. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lou's the best. Okay, books, comic books. Okay, books and comic books, excellent. Um, so I haven't read any comics. I'm sure you have. I know. But just a note that some of you already know this, but for who didn't, the cult classic D&D cartoon of 1983-84 will continue next year with Dungeons & Dragons Saturday Morning Adventures, a four-issue miniseries published by IDW as a comic book. Ah, you have a scowl on your face. You hadn't heard about this. Had you heard there's going to be a cartoon D&D little golden book? (laughs) What? Wow. So that's what I figured you were about to say. No. And I'm like, I didn't even hear about the comic book. So and I, I didn't hear about the comic book, but I heard of the little golden book. And I didn't hear about the little golden book. So, wow. And then that's under books and comic books, so we're still good. Um, yeah, I'd hate for somebody to crack down on us. Yeah, I know. Too funny. <laughs> <laughs> so four issues of the cartoon and comic Yeah, form. Yeah, the Dungeons & Dragons Saturday Morning Adventures, a four-issue miniseries published by IDW. So, Which I want to think they just did something cool recently. IDW, so they did a bunch of the Transformers, and they just lost the license. Hasbro took it back. Okay, go figure. Those dirty bastards Bastards. at Hasbro. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to pooping on Hasbro some more, but I'll throw in right now before I forget it Mm -hmm. that because they also do Transformers toys, people Uh are going out of their minds because the prices on that have been going up so much. Mm -hmm. So. They're pissing off everybody. You got to remember, I'm one to you know we've got friends that are. 
anyway, um, but you know, I'm quick to go, all right, you know, capitalism's not bad, but then it's when these companies are just outright egregiously greedy. I'm right there with you that F those guys. I mean, that's not cool. It's not cool. It's like your business make a profit. If there's a profit and then there's just being pooping on your customer base and just being greedy. And it's, and then sometimes it's obvious, you know, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay. Any more books and comic books for you? It's off to you, sir. Okay. So this is one of the ones where it's like, you know, I've never really been into this that much. And then it's like, but then again, I have seen all the shows and read all the comics and mm-hmm. collected all the toys and got the t-shirt. And mm-hmm. one thing I never read before though, was the original run Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Do you know anything about that? W- weren't they originally done by uh, the guy that owns heavy metal now? Probably. Yeah. But it was Eastman and Lard. Yeah. So, um, uh, is Lard the one that owns heavy metal now or is or, it Eastman? I think it's Eastman. I think for a while there he was married to, uh, like that Julie Strain, the, you know, mm. the, you know, Scream Queen kind of actress who sadly died of like cancer or something a few years back. But yeah, at one point he was married to her and then he owns heavy metal. And so the guys had an interesting life. I mean, yeah. you know, he came up with the team, he helped co. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's Eastman, but if I'm wrong, by all means, let us know. But I'm just spitballing here. But the original black and white is quite a bit different. Uh huh. It's you know more gritty. I was waiting to hear that. Yeah. So it's really good too, though. Yeah. So um, like at issue seven or something, they've just returned from their first space arc. Wow. But yeah, really a lot better. And I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. and I like the old cheesy. Uh, 99 2000 show whatever it well, was well cause that's something different from your youth you know yeah cause I yeah yeah um, but no, no, I mean, I love but it. But I'm used to the goofy ones. Yeah, they had to tone it down for Saturday morning cartoons. People are getting killed in the comics. Or like the movies that they did that were more, again, toned down for a more and youthful. It's not, but it's not so like. It's not just. It's edgy. It's yeah. edgelord stuff. No. It's but it, more but it's along with. Because they were kind of inspired by Daredevil. Uh-huh. And you remember uh, Daredevil's origin story where he saves his dad yeah. out of the way and gets splashed with a mm-hmm. ooze. And hit by the truck or whatever. So in this one, they don't get hit, but the turtles get hit oh. with the like mutagen stuff. Uh-huh. So it's almost tied in with that Daredevil. Interesting. Interesting. So anyway, yeah. it's definitely inspired by that and really pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I can tell. Yeah. So if there was anywhere to read comics online... For free, I highly recommend it to you. <laughs> there you go. Or maybe if that person can find them and is willing to pay for it. I'm sure you can get like the trade paperback or something. Like mm-hmm. don't go hunt down the original oh, gosh, first edition, no. first print that for would, $900 Yeah, or bankrupt you or something. But I'll say this. I caught myself reading a lot of indie stuff from that time period or yeah. after that. And I, and I loved it because I was working in the early 90s. In which is after this, but not long after, I, I seem to think. But um, I worked in a comic store, and they, they had boxes and boxes of old back issues of all kind of different stuff, you know. And I can remember, uh, you know, late nights at the store pouring over some of these comics and really enjoying some of the indie stuff that was really different. Now, stuff you're not going to see at Marvel or DC that I loved, you know, and. So, no, that's cool. So thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, and to tie that back into role-playing, mm-hmm. if I remember this correctly, what is the what's Palladium's Rifts? Yeah, there was a role-playing game. Which Mutant I Ninja think Turtles. that came out before all the cartoons and the big line of stuff. Uh, yeah, no, it did. That was Absolutely. one of the earliest things to come out was the role-playing thing because yeah. the guy thought the name was that hilarious. He's like, this is mm-hmm. so funny. 
a teenage mutant ninja turtle, a ninja turtle, ha ha Yeah, and then they happen to be teenagers, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I, I remember I've held that game in my hand before, absolutely, at a game store way back. That was like at Excalibur when it used to be on Mansfield Road in Shreveport. Which so you it, think it's going to be a total joke thing, but it holds up pretty good. It's, no. it's a good read. And from I think that was like 88, 84, mm-hmm. yeah. somewhere. In, I mean, it's it's an 80s comic. Yeah. Well, I remember. still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what was it, the late 80s, early 90s when they, they had the cartoon, right? Yeah. I think, I want to say 99 or... Oh, it was late 90s. Wow. 89, somewhere in there. Okay. <laughs> That's a little bit of a gap, but yeah, it's all yeah. good. But no, those, were, those, those weren't even bad, really, at the end of the day, you know, even though they were made for a more youthful audience. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to TV. TV. Did you watch any TV shows? So, a little funny thing. I, because uh, a couple nights where Heather, you know, went home or whatever, spend time with her kids, whatever. Um, I decided to dust off Rick and Morty season four, not this current season. I think it's five, but the last season. Okay. Refresh me on some things that happened so in four. You had, that's the funny part. You're going to get there. We're, we're heading that way. Is so, that, um, Captain Planet uh, or is that five? Planetina I think is four. But don't quote me on that. So you're talking about four, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So you're watching four. Yeah. So I'm watching season and Captain four. Captain Planet's part of that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, the sad fact was, I was like, oh, I, you know, I haven't watched these because on the podcast you really pooped on season four, and I thought, let me go watch it. As I'm watching them, it dawned on me, I had seen every one of these. Mm-hmm. So, so what the the takeaway from this is, these were so awful and so forgettable. I had forgot I had watched them until as I'm watching them, it jarred my memory that I'm like, oh, no, I've seen this one. Oh, I've seen this one. Oh, wait. I, apparently, I've seen the whole season. But mm-hmm. it was that unremarkable, I didn't even remember seeing them until I was re-watching them. And I tell you, like the one with the dragons that I thought the concept uh, would be really cool, that was the worst. Yes. That was awful. I mean, yep. I, I want that time back. You know, I mean, I, it, so. Which I liked, uh, Captain Planet Planetina. I yeah, like that yeah, one. That one the I liked. dragons. Oh, that yeah, one's That stunk. was awful. Awful, but I mean, overall, it's really a shame if you go back and look at the earlier seasons, how great that was, and when they finally greenlit them to quit doing this thing where we're going to make you wait three years and hope and plead for another season of Rick and Morty, they finally went, you know what, here, 70 episodes, make it happen, and I think they were like, oh, I guess we can start phoning it in, or he's so busy doing... Um, All the other myriad things. Yeah, the the solar opposites and da-da-da-da-da, and Dan Harmon has his finger in a lot of different pies that I think, I don't know what happened, but... And anybody who's like, oh, fourth, season four is my favorite. Well, so sorry, but man, woof. A lot of it you can't go back and write season one again, just mm-hmm. like bands can't go back and record their debut album again. Yeah. They can't write those songs after they you know, get so far away. Like yeah. you couldn't get Metallica to write Kill Em All. Yeah. Or things in that genre, in that vein anymore, that well, sound just like it. When you look, go back and look at like the the original three Star Trek movies. I mean, Star Trek, Star Wars movies. How awesome those were! And then you look at like the next three that Lucas did would have been so much time. George Lucas wasn't the same George Lucas he was right. yeah. when he wrote those. And so it's that's why you look at some of these authors that take so long to finish that book. I think even they know. Well, I, I'm my headspace isn't where where I was when I wrote those first three books or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. So to give them a little bit of an out. You know, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens, but yeah, that was, there's been some doo-doo-y episodes, but for some bizarre reason, I picked up and started watching, I can't remember if it's season two or three, the one with Seshashwan, Sauce Morty. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get it. I've been watching that season, and I was like, 
man, this show did used to be pretty good. Yeah. It was like, was it just at the time and the zeitgeist and that was funny at the time and it's not funny now? Or it's still funny. The old it's, episodes the old still hold up. up yeah. So so, yeah, so, it's, so it's not that like we've moved on and going back like, oh, this is passe or whatever. No, I mean, those first se- two, three seasons are great. But uh, And I haven't even, I don't think I've watched season five, but again, it might be a case I start watching them and go, oh, wait, yeah. You know, because this current, the season that the season five is on with the turkey thing, isn't it? Ugh. Yeah, and see, that was awful, but I don't know. Um, and then otherwise, I got Heather when I was like, okay, we can watch whatever you want. She's like, I don't care. I said, all right, you said you don't care. And we started watching Harmon Quest, and I couldn't really tell if she was enjoying it, but we got to a certain point. I said, you know what? Why don't we call it a night? And then she goes, no, no, no. I want to see what One happens to the to the goblins. I was like, yes. So I'm assuming she's enjoying them. You know, I mean, um, so we, we've watched pretty far into season one. And I caught myself laughing my ass off at those. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how much I enjoyed them, you know. And so. Which anyway. I don't know what you want to say about like critical role. Mm-hmm. Neither one of us are a fan. Yeah, to, to each their if own. You like it, yeah. Yeah, Keep God bless you, you. But know. for some reason, Harmon Quest does click with me. Yeah, and me too. Yeah, it's just kind of funny, and and it's been a good entry point for people. I've seen other people that I've told them to watch it that were kind of like on the fence about gaming, and they were like, "Oh, that, that it kind of like removes the intimidation factor because these people are well paid stars like Harmon and but they're not Jeffy voice Davis. actors, and yeah. they're not." so serious so yeah i agree with you i mean they make goofy mistakes like at one point i laugh aaron mcgathy who used to be married to dan Harmon, is one of the players on there and at one point they go oh man the third stone that the bad guys after is the necklace you've been wearing the whole time and they're like we don't need to let him know that you have about that time aaron mcgathy goes you'll never have the third stone and they all look at her like you dumbass and she goes oops (laughs) she's like well i am a barbarian you know so i mean it goes to show as you. As long as you're not an evil paladin. Yeah, yeah. So it's too funny. Evil paladin. But anyway, okay, that was my TV. Okay, so our good friend, paint master extraordinaire, Ron. Rad Ron. Said, why don't you check out the Netflix show Wednesday? Oh, yeah. A lot oh. of people are raving about it online. Yeah. So, of course, here I am to take a shit all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for your drums, folks. <laughs> here I come. <laughs> The Poop Master General. <laughs> now, I'll ask you, how do you feel about the Adams family in general? Matt? Um, I don't have like a romance for them, but I remember watching the show as a kid when I was a I latchkey don't. kid. We'll see different age. Really, yep. there's there are a few years between us. But I remember being a latchkey kid and coming home and they were on WTBS like in the afternoon and watching the old original ones. And I liked them. You know, I mean they they were goofy, they were quirky. I, I enjoyed it. Now, as far as the movies, I didn't go to see him at the theater. I've seen dribs and drabs because, like, I walk into a patient's room and it's halfway through one of the. They did what one or two with Raul Julia and uh, what's her name or whatever uh, Angelica Houston, Houston. and um, and those were enjoyable to a certain degree, but I wasn't crazy about them. And mm. I'll I'll say that. So I have I don't know if I've ever watched an episode of the show. Oh wow! Isn't that crazy? Well, you know, kind of, sort of, kind of, with all the like TV land and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I can say, I've probably seen the whole run of Andy Griffith show multiple times. I'll bet. I maybe not the whole run. Yeah, but, but I mean, just living your life, you, you, you've like, oh, yes, you've seen the one where the the Scottishman wooed Aunt B, you know, where you're like, yep, I remember that, one, you know. Anyway, so things of older quality and stuff like that yeah. some, somehow but Adam's family didn't transfer over the movies on the other hand love the movies yeah. that's entwined in our lives from basically we, 
around the time me and my wife were dating and all that oh kind my. of stuff. And so I ha- I do have a strong affinity for the movies. Cool. So that's one of those things like, oh, well, you know, you love the old Transformers. So when the new uh, Michael Bay ones come out, you're like, bah! oh, yeah. I'm an old man screaming at the... Yeah. So, yeah, there's some of that. Uh-huh. But let's see. Jeez. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones uh-huh. is Morticia. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of that. Really? I, on paper, it works. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, oh, and I got to say, for the record, I've only watched one episode uh-huh. out of the, I don't know, four to eight that there are. I think there's like eight. Wow. Eight one-hour episodes. Oof. I'm like, nope. Yeah. I'm going to get through this one, and if I'm like, ah, I love it, I'll watch the rest. But if I don't... I'm freaking done. In this sense, it was Norman. This guy is a completionist, but yeah. That one, I was like, nope, I'm going to be ready to jump off. Yeah. I am prepared. And well, then I, Louis Guzman uh-huh. is freaking Gomez. Uh-huh. He's such a, if he's cast in the right movie, mm-hmm. he's fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. what is it, Waiting? Yeah. Oh, he was great in that with the yeah, the goat brain and all that. Yeah. But the thing about what's interesting is like some people have said, you know, tried to, of course, if you don't like some oh, racism or whatever. And I will say, I remember seeing the actual, the, the name of the film being Adams. It's not that their name should probably be Adams because as you see, they look kind of Latino or something. But the actual dude that did the original cartoons that the show is based off of, his name was like Ansel Adams, I believe. And so that's where they were the Adams film because Ansel Adams, the the artist or whatever, originally created them for these cartoons or something. You give me this look, like how do I know all this stuff? Right? I don't think Ansel Adams did. Okay, maybe it was Ansel. I but think was, he's the one that does the, all this art on these calendars. Okay, and such. maybe, but still, the guy's name was Adams. It seems like the artist or whatever. Maybe his name wasn't Ansel. I don't know. That jarred in. But anyway, but the the thing about it was the original artwork. Actually, uh, uh, what's his, not Morticia, but the main character, the dad, we just talked about him. Gomez? Gomez, yeah. I mean, his name's Gomez, and he's this kind of round-headed, husky, kind of goofy-looking dude. Truth be known, yeah, back in the day for TV, they put um, the guy that was married to Doris Day. Why do you do this to yourself? Yeah, but I know, I know, because I know these names, but it eludes me. An hour later, it'll come to me, but anyway... But yeah, so I mean, truth be known, this is more true to the original artwork, but after having seen Raul Julie, whose name I remembered, and the guy from back in the day, uh, who is the father of Samwise Gamgee or whatever in real life, um, yeah, we're used to seeing those guys, so that's where your headspace is, but I mean, I'll say, Guzman looks like what the original artwork looked more like. But he's such a slimeball. He yeah. plays such a good always, slime ball. True. Whereas Raul Julia was smooth. Yeah. He was a smooth Gomez. And it might be like, oh, that's that's a lot more like the uh, original comic strip, or it's a lot more like the original show. Mm-hmm. But coming from the movies, I'm like, ugh. Mm-hmm. It's, no, ugh. In, in the show, Gomez, the guy who played him, was kind of upbeat and likable, and uh, he adores his wife, and oh, Cantita, you know, he'd kiss up and down her arm and all that kind of crap or whatever. But then again, that's shtick that probably was, you, you know, a, a one-panel cartoon. That's just something they extrapolated. So, I mean... You know, whatever. Well, it's kind of like having uh, Steve Buscemi with uh, Charlize Theron or something where you're like, yeah, no. It's just, yeah. it's He's so <laughs> repellent and he can, he can give off that like uh, used car salesman yeah. sort of like, 
kind of creepy vibe. Yeah. But I think that was supposed to be part of, I think the original Adam's film was that, you know, Morticia, even though, well, in the actual drawing, she looked kind of gaunt and drawn, but still way cute to be with such a, but then look at Pugsley and Wednesday, you know I mean? So anyway, anywho, you're not a fan after one episode because it is very, it is the story about Wednesday Mm -hmm. and her going to a new boarding school because she's gotten to a fight with her family. And it's like, would they, is that what they would do if they got into a fight? And it might be like, well, you know, in episode five, they resolved that by saying it wasn't actually, they had to send her there because X, Y, Z. I don't care. I don't want to get that invested in it. And it is very much one of those, uh, young adult shows. It looks like something you could see on the CW. Like, will she start dating this one guy? What's the mystery out in the woods? I don't care. I don't care. So if you like it, great. I only watched one episode, so my review is not by any means comprehensive. I'm just telling you, it's not for me. So murder, 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 murder. So uh, Charles Adams was the artist, not Ansel. Yeah, Charles Adams. And it was John Astin who played the original Gomez. Oh, yeah. But anyway, just putting that out there. Yeah. And then while I wasn't on Netflix, I also watched Pepsi, Where's My Jet? Have you heard that one? I think it started to auto load one time. So I guess it was in the 90s that they did the Pepsi points. Yeah. And they had a commercial and it's like leather jacket, uh, 500 points, shades, 150 points. And then at the very end, the kid arrives at school with his Harrier jet and they're like Harrier jet, 7 million Pepsi points. Uh So a guy is like, okay, I'm going to get 7 million Pepsi points and get that Harrier jet. Okay. So this is the story of what happens. And apparently mm. it takes four one-hour episodes to do that. Wow. Which was way too much. It's yeah. an interesting story, but I say somebody on YouTube's probably done a, a video of it or go read the Wikipedia well, article. Well, this could have been a one, one-and-a-half-hour, you know. Because yeah, be- when it's four episodes, you're like, oh, something. There's got to be some twist or turn in here. There's not. No. It was but, just so much padding. But this is the hallmark of Netflix that you've complained about before, where like the first season of Stranger Things, it was great. I think your only real complaint and was a valid complaint was it did need to be six episodes. But it seems like you can't bring something to Netflix with them going, well, we can we can really juice this for five and six episodes, right? You know, I mean, that would have been better like in three episodes, say. All right. And, Got any know. movies? Uh, yes. And so I don't remember where I saw it, but... There was, oh yeah, um, there was a a movie called Satanic Panic who has the geek preacher in it. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but he's a nope. guy in the gaming sphere that he uh, originally grew up in like Louisiana in the Satanic Panic, and he kind of talks about what he's went through, but he's like a Methodist preacher, and he goes to like, um, I think Gary Con definitely, I think he goes to Gen Con or whatever. Definitely Gen Con. I think I'm getting a little turn around. But yeah, anyway, they, but he did, they did this movie. You can watch it free on like Tubi or something um, with a few commercials, but it wasn't bad commercial wise. I enjoyed it and it was interesting. One of the funny little takeaways at one point, he's talking to uh, Rasmussen, the guy who did Top Secret. And he was talking about how these religious conservatives went after D and D, but yet they had no problem with top secret and top secret has mm-hmm. terrorists and, you know, you know, it has some, some concepts that probably kids shouldn't be messing with either, but I love that they had no problem with top secret. It's, you know, D and D and it's satanic, but I'll recommend that one. It was, it was worth the time mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. 
you know. So does the preacher go and rail against the evils of D and D, or he's no, like, no, no. I mean, he cool. bas- yeah, the guy. He, <laughs> so when they first put the camera on him, he takes a big hit off his vape and shows off his Green Lantern tattoo and his D and D, you know, tattoo or something. And he starts, you know, and he basically points out that it's the whole thing that D and D was supposed to be satanic was religious. I mean, was was ridiculous. And he even they kind of expose where this came from and how it came about. You know what I mean? Where it was just. It was the time in the era, and well, that's like I remember watching Jimmy Swaggart one time, and he was like railing on video games. If it's something that young people are doing, it's got to be inherently evil, right? I mean, that was kind of the time and how that kind of played out. And I won't belabor it because, of course, you can go listen to episode seven of this, and we talk about the Satanic Panic. But anyway, I enjoyed it. It was a movie. That's me for movies. Oh, okay. Well, you almost perfectly put us into video games. You got any video games? Um. And no, except for I wanted to point out something that you, if you're aware of, Diablo 4 is coming yeah. out. The collector's edition is a scam. It does not include the game. A lot of them are doing that now. Is that right? Really? Yeah. Collector's editions do not include a physical copy of the game. That's just, yep. that just seems messed Stupid. up. Yeah. I, I just, I don't understand. Because, I mean, historically they always did. And you paid a lot more, but you're like, oh, look what all I'm getting, including the game. So anyway, you're aware of that. Just so y'all know, I didn't want anybody out there to buy Diablo 4 and then go, the collector's edition, where's my game? There is a remake of New Vegas being done in the Fallout 4 engine by players. It's not done by a company. And I've looked at some images and like a trailer kind of. It looks gorgeous. So if you're like like me, I'm over here going, dude, I want some more Fallout. It's New Vegas in Fallout 4. So that'll be neat. But it's only going to be available for PC. So FYI. Okay. So what I have played, uh, my buddy Rock, the creator of that fine game, Ravens, turned Mm -hmm. me on to Project Zomboid, Hmm. which is a post-apocalyptic game where you're trying to survive with all the zombies around you. Zombie apocalypse. So it's pretty detailed. It and the old like I know you don't want to have to track you know how many cans of food you have and X Y Z and it that made me think it's like you know that works a lot better on a computer mm-hmm. where you don't have to try and keep up with it and go did you get your six gallons of water today did you go find six gallons of water and where it's like Ugh. Yeah. so I'm actually fine with it in the video game where it can do the work for you and it's a pretty cool game and you were going to die a lot but you can continue. Like it's a rogue light, so that character is dead, but you can spawn another character into that world, and they can go about their business. Mm-hmm. And what I've turned it into is basically like this character can get X amount of stuff done, and this is the primary house. And then when the next character spawns in, they head to that house where it's like, oh, he he, somebody's already put up ten years worth of canned goods for me. Let me go collect you know, 10 years worth of water. Okay, now I've done that. Oh, and you died out on the run. So I'll have this character come back in there and that kind of took some of the fun out of it. Hmm. The challenge. Interesting. When you could do that. And I could just be starting new games all the time. Oh, okay. But just to, that had an interesting thing to it there. It's a pretty good game. It costs like 20 bucks. How long I've has got it been my out? value out of it. I don't think it's been out that long. I think, as in, I like actually released, uh-huh. but I think it's been beta for a while. Okay, because I almost want to swear, in t- the back of my brain, like James King telling me about this game, but it's not like Rust or Daisy or any oh, of that. Those have been out for yeah, because those have been, but where those are, what did you say? They're ongoing. Where it's like, oh, 
if you log out of the server, somebody can come raid your stuff. Mm-hmm. This one's not like that. This one you right. can do multiplayer. Oh, cool. So we might want to check that out. Yeah. I played it a little bit with uh, Rock and Busby. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was interesting, and that might add something new. And um, definitely check it out. You learn skills by finding books and reading them. Cool. So it's it's a really interesting game. It's just like, okay, after the first 100 hours... Does it hold up? Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, after you've gotten that much value out of twenty dollars, right? Yeah. And honestly, anything you can play multiplayer—that's always kind of cool because mm-hmm. that can add. When the game's starting to get a little stale, oh, there's someone else, and I can show them the ropes. That's kind of fun. Yep. So, recommend it to you. Yeah. Now, RPG update. Dun dun dun. I don't think we talked about our monster crawl on here, did we? Uh, not yet. You you uh, alluded to it earlier. Okay. Well, it's like, was that? Did we do a podcast between then and now? I don't think we did. It's so been a minute. we got to check out the new class, the Hag, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. Kirby played for us. Yeah, and some really great input, it seemed like. Yeah, so I think everybody had a really good time. I did. And I would like to play that one again. I'd like to get those characters and carry on and see yeah. where it goes. It was some interesting stuff. Yeah, we leveled, so that was kind of cool. There was uh, some lobster traps getting pooped in. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. So it's funny was I didn't have any problem playing the imp, but that's I'm that guy, and we've talked about that. like You're impish. Whenever you show up to a table and like everyone's already picked all this other stuff, it's like, was well, anyone playing a healer? No, all right, I'll play the healer. And I was like, what's the healer? And like, oh, that's the imp. And I'm like, really? Which kind of intrigued me. And I didn't mind playing the healer. I was effective and that was fun. But I wanted to try something different this time. So I did the goblins and the goblins were fun. You mm-hmm. know, they were, I definitely had to lean into the whole being a little more mischievous. And I know you're supposed to be. Essentially, you're playing the bad guys, right? I mean, when you're playing the monsters. But I try to play them a little more mischievous than just downright uh, diabolical. You know, the, uh, the imp, I was diabolical, but I thought they should be the most diabolical. You know, but I like in this one that you guys have set up a scapegoat for yeah. all your mischief, and he's going to get blamed. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see how that goes over. It's that's very interesting to me. It's yeah. got an interesting angle. Well, yeah, and I will say that's one of those things that was different about this. Normally, when you're playing as characters. Some, and that's what I've seen in recent years. Like back in the day, it'd be like like you did a sandbox. Like, all right, guys, here's your character. Here's where you're at. What do you want to do? And we would go, oh, I want to do this. I have these goals. I have these ideas. And I'm not, I don't want to poop on newer players, but a lot of times, if you do a sandbox now, they're like, well, you need to kind of lead them by the nose a little bit or kind of drop crumbs or I call it throwing out threads to pull or whatever. But it was fun where it's like we got kind of a vague mission from our evil Overlord. Overlord or whatever. But after that, we decided on our own, like, how we're going to accomplish it and what we wanted to do. And it was fun that we were kind of like, all right, what do we want our mission to be tonight based off that very vague, you know, order that we've been given? So that was fun. I, I enjoyed the aspect of it as well of like, you know, yeah, a sandbox. Yeah. Some yeah. people love a sandbox and some, some people, people hate, hate it. Yeah, and so, I love a sandbox. So you the know. thing that I'm doing with it right now is I'll start you in a sandbox mm-hmm. and let you do your first night. And then the second night, if you need it, I'll give you an actual go get three red feathers and bring them back. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you guys didn't need it. So. No. And we, and I, I like, we kind of achieved our goals sometimes through comical, you know. Oh yeah. It was a lot of laughs. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and not just for the sake of being slapstick, just the way things played out. But I mean, no, overall, I, both times I played it, I had fun. I feel like everyone's had fun. So that's, that's, that's why we do this. You know, we play these games and I like the classes. Uh, the hag was a brilliant addition. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, so anyway, there's that. Okay. 
So as we're trying to zip through and make this a little bit shorter of an episode, yeah, I think trying. we have maybe two mini topics for you. Yeah, yeah. So the first one is, if you have not heard this uh, shareholders meeting from Hasbro, where they were talking about how the players are not being fully monetized yet. Mm-hmm. So prepare to get fully monetized. Did you have something you wanted to add in on that? Just to gloat a little bit that if you'll go back and listen to what is it, two, three you know, things ago when like months ago where we talked about the stuff and I know I sound like some sort of conspiracy theory kook and guess what? We were right on every count that I pick up that phone. We called it. Yeah, we did. I mean, so anyway, you know, um, we were right. Ha ha. But I'm sad to say we were right, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, I hate to give Watsy has any more of, of my money. I don't intend to. And you live your life the way you want. And by all means, like Eddie said, you can have fifth edition play any way you want. Once you bought it, purchase yours. But I'd say if you can find it aftermarket, buy it from someone else. Don't buy it from Watsy. You know what I mean? And really get away from stuff that has shareholders to appease. Exactly. Uh, this is D and D has gotten too big for its for our good for its good. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to is and it hurts my heart that just there are people that are just when I was coming up, someone hey I want to run some game I don't care if it was supers or something weird or different I go yeah we'll give it a try. The hardest part's gonna be on the game master. If you understand the game, if you're not Joe, that time it was gonna run y'all and victorious and didn't <laughs> had apparently not at all read the rules like that. That's gonna be that's gonna blow up in your face. But I mean, if they've read the rules and understand them. The hard part's on them. Player, it's easy. Try something new or different. But there's people that are like, and just I feel sad from they're like mortified to try something new or different. And it's like, good night, you know, branch out. I don't know. Good night. What was the second topic? Well, so it's funny. Uh, I I've in the past I had watched these videos on YouTube from a guy. He got, his channel's like Questing Beast. And a funny little aside is I heard a good song about that. Yeah, this he was in my game at North Texas and I didn't even know until Tucker pulled me aside and goes dude 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 you know who's in your game I'm like no and he's like it's so and so the questing beast and I went oh wow you know and so yeah and I don't I could be completely wrong I hope I am I don't think he had a super great time in my game but I laugh how I think some people just go oh he's one of the special guests I'll get in his game it's just gonna be magical you need to read what the game is about my tournament games if you're looking for some rich role-playing experience no it's a tournament game they're gonzo everyone's laughing and cut the people that knew me and knew how I run a tournament game they had a blast we were standing in chairs and playfully shouting each other down and throwing out crazy ideas and gonzo had which they'd probably been happier because that was I think I was running lamentations at the same time you were doing that, right? Yeah, like over a few Which feet away or Which is a quiet, <laughs> old school, nothing happens, nothing happens, you die. Yeah. So they, and then I had some people that were like, where's the Gonzo off the wall stuff? And it's like, this ain't that game. You, you point across yeah. the room and we'll go, switch oh. players. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, but he was a really nice guy, very polite. And and uh, I, would, I would love to have him in a game again, but something that's more traditional role playing or whatever. But anyway, I've been watching his videos lately and he's leaned in and segued into some stuff that we've been talking about for months. Oh, he's ripping us off. Nah, but it, who knows when he, when he did these, I've looked at the timestamp. We're on ripping him. him off. Maybe, but we didn't know it knowing because I've just recently started listening to him. I'd seen some of his stuff years ago. Anyway, um, he talked about this recently somewhere. The comment was made on some forums or something about no one wants to DM anymore, game master. And I think we've, we've touched on this or talked about it, but he said when he did a poll and he's like, do you, and then tell me what game you play. 
And again, not to poop on fifth edition or the newer players or something, but newer people come into the hobby. They want to play, but they don't want to run. And then the old guard, there are there's there's a plethora of people that that are game masters or aren't afraid to to DM to game master whatever you call it to run the game. But then again, the reason why is and we we've talked about there's people that have come into the hobby from. Uh, critical hit or whatever role. And, role and they they've seen these voice actors in this richly written campaign and and so you he was talking about in his thing that these people they're expecting you to be like uh this masterful uh, well is that why they don't want to run yeah, because, because they think they're intimidated because they think that they have to be like a, a screenwriter director life coach you know, uh, come get on our games and we'll disabuse you of that notion. Exactly. And so the fact was, I can remember, and God bless her, our buddy Jessica ran for us one time back when we had ran in the club for the club for like a year and a half. We thought, well, now it's our turn. We get to play. And our good buddy James Ward ran a game for us. I remember it was great. I had a lot of fun. And then she ran for us. But later on, she could find like, I was completely mortified. And we're like, why? You did great. We had fun. She goes, well, you guys are these master level game masters. And here I am, some utter, just total novice. And I was just worried I'd phone it in or it wouldn't be good enough. And we were like, we had a great time. You did a great job. And she was a complete novice game mistress. But it was, she did a great, it's, don't be intimidated. And we weren't expecting world-class whatever or something and you know and not that's not directed her it's anybody if you we're just tickled and it's that's what we said since the dawn of time in gaming i'm just tickled i see someone making the effort to run i don't expect you to but that's it there is kind of i'm not doing it when i run a game yeah i'm not doing critical role i don't have to get the lighting and the cameras and you're not doing special voices for every character dialects yeah this must be uh, accurate, accurate to the country yeah. I'm trying to portray here or whatever. Yeah. And so, um, and that's, yeah, anyway, so that's, so if you're intimidated by your know, game mastering, dude, people are, I've never ever known anybody to go like, let's boo this guy. He did a crappy job, you know, boo this man or whatever. Maybe we should no. start that. Maybe we should. No, but I'm just saying is, you know, people are going to appreciate what you're trying to do. And if you do ask for some input, they'll give it to you. And it'd probably be constructive, you know, and not terribly critical. But, I mean, otherwise, any new hobby or habit, there's very few things in life that we just step into. And you're a natural. It takes, but practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. So get out there and, and make that effort. Like, But what would you say? Everybody's got to start somewhere. There you go. But I have never, ever, ever heard start of from the beginning. anybody being given a hard time or being ridiculed or or ran off because like hey, you suck as a game master. It's like pe- people aren't. No, most people are so happy. You well, know, to go back to my, as always food analogies. Yeah. It's like, if you cook somebody dinner at your house, mm-hmm. most of the time they're just going to be happy that they didn't have to cook and they have something to eat mm-hmm. instead of like, well, you know, you use just a pinch too much dill. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. But so, but would, would you come up with, what do you think is the rationale? Is it what, Old questing beast seemed to derive from his data, or you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I it may, it's probably that they're intimidated, yeah. but it might not be. I have to be critical, roll good. Yeah. I think, and this is not like kids today, but it seems like with players in general of all ages, mm-hmm. there's more analysis paralysis, and maybe more of this self-doubt in general where it's mm-hmm. like I could never do that and it's like 
yeah, you could. And there was probably a point in time, maybe not for you because you started playing when you were 12, yeah. six. Yeah. But when you start, there's some like, I could never run for these guys. I could never do what you do. Mm-hmm. Just not doing a hundred voices. It's just like, I couldn't remember all the rules and I couldn't kind of lead the table and mm-hmm. keep this ball rolling. But you can, and the more often you do it, the better you get, like anything. Yeah, you look at people that ran 3.5, there was an encyclopedic number of books, and there was an obscene amount of rules. It was awful. It's one of my, you know, I know people out there that love it. I'm so sorry, but I kind of poop on it just because as a game master and player, it was so much to keep up with rules-wise. And that's when talking about your your friend wanting to ease some people into gaming Less rules is better. And I'm not saying you couldn't work up to like, but I just love Pathfinder 1 or 3.5 or Pathfinder 2. Well, you need to work your way up to that because I'll definitely know people that when they started to get into D&D during 3.5 days or Pathfinder days, they were intimidated by the number of rules and how crunchy those rules were. So again, less rules is better, you know. You and know. believe it or not, when I first started playing with Matt and his crew of experts, I didn't run. It took years before I ran a game for them. Yeah. But Eddie does a great job, as you know. Um, and so, anyway, but that's what we've talked about. It's interesting, like, if you look at the old guard, you've got, like, there's been tables that we've gamed at where it's like, you run a great game, I run a great game, Doug runs a great well, it's game, like you've got Nicole a table a with game. five GMs. Yeah, and that, how great is that? You can share duties around. You know, no, no, no one's going to feel like they're being like. Here's the thing: is I had never heard the term forever DM until the last few years, and now I see why that phrase has been coined. There are people that have gotten stuck as a forever DM, and you don't think those people want a chance to play? Of so how do all do. those GMs end up joining into a table together? You know, and how maybe does that happen? Yeah. Well, there you go. You kind of... uh, Then you're like, hey, you're going to rotate around, right? Yep. It's kind of like, if you'll run a game, you can be on this table. Yeah. And and, and it's funny. I don't know if if Nicole historically had ran a bunch of games, but in the last few years, she's seen, well, everyone else is taking a turn or or whatever. And Doug probably encouraged her. And she does a great job. She runs at a con and and I don't know otherwise. but And I heard nothing but good things about the game she ran. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean... And and it's seen well anyway yeah so all right yeah. so once again we're probably talking to the wrong people mm-hmm. preaching to the choir mm-hmm. but if you haven't run a game yet why get not? out there and run one yeah do a one shot it's very easy to do you can even do some of that adventures league stuff yeah get one of those modules because it's pretty much laid out there for you black and white mm-hmm. and uh, I'll tell you I've been doing these little uh. Introduction to D&D things up at Dragon's Nest. Yeah, you did one. In Kilgore. Saturday. Like 15 minutes long. So last Saturday, Saturday before. Yeah. Yes. Yes. One of those. But they're like 15 minutes long. And you can DM one of those. And that's mm-hmm. completely laid out for you. It's got the complete script. Mm-hmm. And the players have ate it up from what I've heard each time. Yeah, they time. love it. So yeah. easy peasy. If you want to get your teeth. If you want to get your teeth wet. <laughs> If you want to dip your feet in, hey, what them, you what you do is <laughs> whatever. Allow me to introduce myself. Allow myself to introduce myself. But just run one encounter if you want to try it. Yeah, you don't have to come up with two years worth of material off the cuff. So mm-hmm. that's my advice to you: is get out there and do it. So as always, please give us feedback about what you might want to hear. Uh, you know, if we do a best of. Like or or whatever some categories categories as always we're asking for you just some feedback on what we the say best barbecue good ideas about 
you know, uh, things to talk about, etc. And also, I'd love to hear if you haven't game mastered yet, tell us why not. It might be kind of cathartic for you to kind of dig into why haven't I? And for those of you that, that you know, when what, what kept you from doing it before you did it, maybe, you know, let us know. Yeah. And we're trying to power through this show real quick. We almost left out the barbecue talk. Yeah. So for uh, Larry and Jonathan and Wes, we were given a place because we've been giving Carter's a hard time lately. It was mm-hmm. like, well, this place is worse than Carter's. Mm-hmm. You should give them a hard time. So mm-hmm. we went to a particular bodacious on the loop here. Mm-hmm. It's right by Harley's and the gun shop. Yeah. I would say it was about equivalent yeah. to Carter's. Maybe a little bit better on some things. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give you one star for that, but I'll give you two stars for that. And I'd give them two stars and I'd give you one star. Yeah. So we went into this one with low expectations. Yeah. Because unlike Carter's, where Carter's, I was like, oh, this is probably going to be pretty good. People Everyone have talked it up. It up. Yeah. People had talked this one down. So it's kind of like Carter's was not as good as I expected because I expected great things. This one was not as bad as I expected because I expected yeah. horrible things. Yeah. So I think Wes had, had, had thrown the, the challenge here. And to agree with you, Wes, I'd been to this one once before and said, yeah, I won't be going back. Um, Better or worse than Carter's? Um, or equal. I'll say equal, which I'm which this still much. gives this one a leg up because yeah they're cheaper. Yep. You know. So if you're looking for that cheap barbecue sandwich, mm-hmm. there you go. Like like I'll say it's like you know I, I've had worse barbecue, but you know it it yeah and you know anyway. But yeah, definitely, Wes, you're on the 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 nail on the head with this one, which hopefully we've redeemed ourselves because if you remember, we really put pretty hard on Carter's and the next episode I let in with like, hey, let me kind of apologize for any of our locals we might have alienated. I heard that the grapevine we kind of alienated Wes because apparently he loves Carter's. Get your shit together, Wes. But yeah, I was going to say, if you haven't been to Country Tavern, go there. You're going to pay for it, but you're going to pay for Carter's too, but you're going to leave with hearing the angels sing, you know, I can't whatever. give Carter's, I can't change my opinion or give them any more points, yeah. but I can agree that that bodacious sucks. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That's no, that the one by the hospital's hit or miss the one on the loop. I'd already, I tried them one time and I'd already written, written them off. So, but opinions yeah. are like a holes. Everyone's got one and they always stink. That's right. So just because I don't like it, doesn't mean you might not like it right? right. or you can't like it or et cetera and so forth. So with that, by the battery indicator on the recording device here, I can see we're all out of hit points. (sighs) Too much.